You're listening to The Net Live with Barney. Just to wear some tight underwear, here. And DJ Ruscha. You get to call yourself buff all the time. Where's Pretty? You promised me he'd be on the show today. All this travel and plane and priorities has been really getting in the way of our relationship. And we'll talk about uh, all kinds of non-volleyball related things. He dated Irene Cara. Gabrielle Reed. You can call me Gabby if you want. The only thing missing is a mascot head. Oh, sack does sound a lot more funny. <laughs> it's the Net Live right now. For reals? What's the show called? Uh, did we hook up the cables properly? Who knows? Welcome to the Net Live, boys and girls. Surprised my voice works as well as it does right now. I was wearing out yesterday. How do your ears feel with headphones on again? Yeah, terrible. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> terrible. Welcome to Net Live, boys and girls. Kevin Barnett alongside DJ Jeremy Roche. You see us here on the Facebook Live feed and hope you are enjoying our one show for the month of October. Uh, sorry, August, and maybe maybe all the way through October, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> uh, I appreciate everyone who has come up and said to me uh, across this summer at the various events I've been to, how much they appreciate the show. Thank you. I'm glad you like it. And I hope the sunset isn't upsetting. Yeah, I will. This past couple of weeks, I've had some people come and be like, hey, uh, enjoy the last Net Live show like three weeks ago. But, uh <laughs> Just curious what uh, what's happening. It's the tenth year. I think we started slow. It's like a bell curve. So we had a, you know <laughs> a show every three weeks for a while. Then it got to be like a show every week for nine years, and now we're we're on the backside. I think it was the London Olympics that I carried the show for like three or four weeks. You and, and Jeff carried it, By carried, I mean I brought in guest hosts, so I didn't have to carry it. Yeah. Yeah, that, it doesn't seem that long ago. That was a while back. Seven years ago now. Ugh. Yeah, it's crazy. It's Somebody crazy. this weekend said, hey, when the Olympics are in Los Angeles, you can DJ. I was like, I almost smacked him in the face. I was like, how dare you? How dare you, <laughs> that sir? That is too far away for me to be thinking about. If I'm, st- I told them this. If I'm still DJing the same stuff I'm doing now at whatever year the Los Angeles Olympics are, 2028. I, I will have been doing something wrong unless they are paying $1 million. <laughs> then, of course, I'll stick around. Or you come back for one segment as the legend. One segment. Yeah, and one, it's, and it's one session, and one session wherever volleyball is being held. And then it's a walk-off. Right, in Santa Monica, right? That's where it's being held for beach. Is that confirmed? That's I know what I've heard. Right next to the pier. I mean, it makes sense because there's parking. The beach is huge over there. Yeah, it makes sense except for the fact it's impossible to get to and through Santa Monica. Yeah, it makes sense for them. Well, the the metro now goes right down to Good. basically the end then of the promenade. Hope. Yeah. Then there's hope. Yeah. But Los somebody, Angeles, the west side. Somebody said there's no sound. I don't understand what that means. Alejandro. Huh. What's the output here? Coming out of the main. We're joining. We're, we're efforting. Do you see the levels bouncing on Amiibo? Yeah, don't talk for a second. Makes for, oh. makes for great. Makes for great radio. <laughs> don't talk for a don't second. 
Hey guys, how was that silent podcast? What's the, uh, it's like MSR or AMSR or whatever it is where they whisper. Yeah. ASMR. Yeah, where they're whispering in there. Yeah, it's it's so good. And then they there's ones where they're like, yes, <laughs> like I don't want I don't want to hear this. You know, like I don't want to hear you clearing your throat. I don't know why that's a thing. Where's the input? Somebody just said it's better. Okay. Right. Yeah. Ow. Fine. Then I will. I will assume that it's better. Hopefully. Well, there's always the podcast. You can just look at our pretty faces. They think it's much better now. We fixed it. I don't know what you did, but all right. You just tapped on the screen, and now everything works perfectly. You can get a podcast later too. It'll be fine there. Yeah, watch us in silence on the Facebook page, and then listen to the podcast. Thank, later. thank you for tuning in in silence. <laughs> we appreciate you. Or yeah. <laughs> so, how's everybody's weekend? Anything what is, happen? What is that? An RX bar? Yeah, exactly. Anything happened recently? I don't. I mean, nothing. Why are, we doing a sh- why are we doing a show today? We just decided to have a show. I don't think there was anything of... We haven't seen each other in a while, so... Yeah. 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 I, mean, I felt like the TNL crew just needed a little boost. All two of us. All two of us. <laughs> we used to have other members. One is in Russia, or maybe between Russia and here. I don't know where he's at currently. The other one, has anything gone on with him lately? He was trying to play this beach volleyball thing. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Was he successful? You know, I haven't been really been following much lately. I'm on his uh, email list. There's lots of move and oh, there's lots right. of move and sand stuff being yeah. talked about. This thing he's got going on in Huntington Beach that I actually will participate in once the uh, season is over because I think it would be fun to work out on the beach. But I don't know how he's done on the volleyball thing. Can I come and lay in sand? Can I just bring a chair? <sighs> that sounds great. Yeah, I'm going to do that instead. I think let me check the internet. I think he might have had some recent success. Do you feel like we won too? Kind of. Yeah. Just right. go ahead and hit the applause. I mean, congratulations. I wish. Read pretty. Do I have an applause button on here? Maybe just a fart noise. Whatever. Something, something with celebration Let's overtone. See here. Congratulations, Read Pretty and Trevor Crab, on your Manhattan Beach Open Championship. Say that one more time. Read Pretty and Trevor Crab are the Manhattan Beach Open champions. We're into that because we're horny for volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> You're darn right we are. Yeah, we are. Box number 13 VIP. Yeah. Also known as Broadcast Chris. Yeah. (laughs) Read pretty Trevor Crabb, who were not the best of friends two years ago at the same exact event. You're a hack. Go back to indoor. Which is funny. (laughs) Which has levels to it, given the hack beach volleyball thing. And that we Reed was said doing. on the show before, like, I personally would not call Reed a hack because the guy's a four time Olympian. It's untrue. Correct. But it's funny. I hammered he, Trevor at the time. He may not find it amusing, and I completely understand that. I hammered Trevor at the time. Hammered him. Yes, because you, yes. I remember, we can go back to that episode. I should have yeah. made some clips. No, it's, it's still, to my mind, it's over the line. And I have that line about where Trevor has the line. Uh, he yeah. and I are similar in that space. Trevor does not discriminate on who he talks trash to. I love it. Which is... Including his brother. Really correct. On Instagram. Which you is really good for the sport. Yeah. Um, We've talked about his black hat. He wears it well. Correct. 
And two years later, they partner up and win the Manhattan Beach Open. <laughs> you can't write this Are stuff. Are you kidding me? I pitched a screenplay like this last year. I got laughed out. Are I you think Billy me? Allen just did a short story on something like oh. this, and it was a made-up story. Right. <laughs> the only thing that comes close to these two guys pairing up and winning the Manhattan Open, which, by the way, I think a lot of people in the volleyball know, thought was possible. When you saw that pairing, you thought, yeah, they could win. That's going to be a really good team. But the only thing that's close to that was Matt Furbringer and Casey Jennings winning when they essentially both came out of sort of retirement. Furbringer certainly came right off the couch. Right off the couch. And came and won. Yeah. So that is the only other story that would compare to what's going on here. And... It shouldn't surprise anybody that they were good enough to win. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. Coming in. Coming in on Friday. I, I may have said on the Amazon show. I don't know. That is a team to watch. That is a competitive totally. team. They could win the tournament. And they did. <laughs> yeah, but that's the amazing part. Like, yeah. To say something's possible in the universe, I didn't put a percentage on it, but it wasn't. It was a good bet if you put money in Vegas on Friday. And not only did they do that, but they also, on their way to the finals, beat Phil and Nick. They beat everybody. Yeah, Um, obviously. I'm going to pull that up. Well, yeah, but... Okay, so the argument becomes, who was there, right? Well, name the teams that weren't there. Jake Gibb, Taylor Crabb. Okay, tough team. Billy Allen, Stafford Slick. Upper echelon team. I believe that's it. That's it. Okay, so. There's, uh, I'm sure the, there's somebody I'm forgetting. but Here's the actual match record. Tyler Lesneski and Dave Palm. Well, also, before you go into that, this is a bigger tournament. The Manhattan Beach Open is a bigger main draw. So there are potentially more matches for you to play, even if you stay in the winner's bracket. It's not a normal 16-team main draw. This was 32 teams. Seven to win. Yep. I believe, if I counted it correctly, it was 10 to win if you lost first round, if you tried to Jake and Taylor it. Got it. So they win the first round, Lesneski and Palm. I talked to Lesneski afterwards on Friday. Mm-hmm. He, they lost nine and nine. That would be classified as a beatdown. That's a curb stomping is what that is. <laughs> you didn't even get double digits. Yeah. That's like that horrible scene in American History X. You didn't score enough points combined to win a set. Correct. Yeah. Good point. So I talked to him, and he said, yeah, those guys just ran over us. It was, they were really good. All right, Canole and Roschitz, 17-16. Are those the guys that were in, is that uh, Aquaman? Aquaman, yeah. yeah. We're in Austin, because that was the match I had to intro. Yeah. They warmed up, and this was Austin, Texas, where it was blazing hot the whole time. They warmed up in shorts, and then as I'm introducing them, I realize that they have pants on. So they warmed up in shorts and in T-shirt and then changed into pants to play the match. Makes Con- no sense. Continue your story. Jeremy Casebeer and Kame Shock beat them. Solid team. Pretty and and In crowd. three, right? In three, 15-9. Yeah. Okay. They then defeated Rafu and the Rat, who will not be together in Chicago. But who are also AVP champions. The Rat is looking for a partner because Rafu has a job at USD now. So oh, he will not congrats, be in Chicago. Sir. Congrats to Rafu. Exactly. They then defeated Ryan Darty and Miles Evans. 15-13 in the third. 
They then beat Timmy Baumgren and Troy Field on Sunday, 15-13 Timmy. in the third. Then they beat Phil and Nick, who saved their worst match for their last match, mm-hmm. who had played well through the tournament. Mm-hmm. Beat them 21-12, 23-21. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, Buttinger and Patterson were up next, 15-19 and 19 in the final, if you didn't catch it yesterday. Yeah, you went right through the toughest of competition this year. So you went through the you lost the Seattle Champions in 3. You beat last year's San Francisco winners. You beat last time's finalists, mm-hmm. Darty and Evans who were in the finals in Hermosa. Mm-hmm. You beat Baumgren and Field who are playing finals on the regular. Yep. A regular Sunday team this year. Yep. You beat Phil and Nick, the top team on tour. So you beat the 1, the 3, the three, the one, and then you beat the two in the final who won the Hermosa Beach Open. Yeah. Yeah, you beat one, two, three, and lost to five. Yeah. That's a heck of a run. Uh, no one can take that win away from you. Th- there's no asterisk that can be applied there. Yep. No. So, yeah, victory. And just want to say once again. Cash flow positive for Reed. Reed Pretty. And Trevor Crab, as a team, are getting their names on the Manhattan Beach Pier. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. It's it's an amazing story. Crazy. Yeah, I will say, um, congratulations to Chase and Casey for making back to back finals. I'm always curious how somebody is going to respond after winning their first finals, uh-huh. which Chase did a couple weeks ago in. Hermosa Beach. Now, it was their first win as a team, obviously, but not Casey's first win, but Chase's. So I was curious how they would respond. It's been a really cool couple weeks. Yes. And uh, so congrats to them. I, I th- I'm sure losing the Manhattan Beach Open hurts more than losing another finals because it's the Manhattan yeah. Beach Open. Yeah. Um, but that's solid back-to-back tournaments for them. Um, and... I expect to see them competing for more titles the next two tournaments. Turn it up. Here you go. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Dogs and cats living together. Human sacrifice. (laughs) Yes. That's what's going on. That was this weekend. Yeah. So congratulations to Reed Pretty. We're going to hear from him later here on the show after he's done with brunch. Was the guy celebrating his victory uh, stuff? Unbelievable. He was in Shellback. I went in last night. He was in there for quite a while. Nice. Not as long as some others from what I saw later <laughs> in the evening. <laughs> but, yeah, congratulations to that pair. Also, congratulations to Canada on their victory. Hey. Hey. Sarah Pavan. How about that match? Melissa Humana Paredes. Fantastic. What a showdown. We may have just seen, again, by the way, for the second time this season, but a preview of the Tokyo Olympics gold medal match. Yeah, I was Mark Sherman and I were talking this weekend. Like, I think... I'm surprised you were talking. Well, the guy's two feet away from me. Um, Alex and April are still the number one ranked team in the world. Yep. Sarah and Melissa are the number one ranked Olympic team. Yep. After Worlds. Yep. 
and there's some other way of qualifying. There's some other point system FIVB uses too. But anyways, you basically have the top two teams in the world battling it out in Manhattan Beach. 100%. And there were a lot, a lot of Canadian fans there, which didn't surprise me, but the amount of them I was a little surprised about. It wasn't like an 80-20. It's not like it's cold up there right now. <sighs> True. No, it, that is a premier matchup on the planet, not just the AVP Tour. I mean, you, look, you can look at many times, hey, this is a premier matchup on the AVP, but maybe you could have a better matchup on the FIVB if you had the same seeds. Not true in this case. Nope. Same matchup. A repeat of the World Championship match. And every time they and Huntington played, Beach, they played each other in Huntington Beach this year, too, AVP. Right. April and Alex won that one. Mm-hmm. But every time they have played this year, it has been really close. Let me go and find their rundown here. Yeah, and it's just one or two plays that don't go your way. And that is the deciding factor in their match. Right. Finals in Huntington. Ended in favor of the A-team, 17-15. Of course, the finals yesterday ended 16-14 in favor of the Canadians. But in between that, they had met in China last year. It was 15-11. They played after Worlds this year, right? Isn't that what you said? Didn't yeah. they play each other right after? Yeah, because they played in Tokyo, I believe. That was one that I had missed. Not Stad? They met in the final of Tokyo. Okay. And April and Alex won in straight sets. It was 18 and 19. But that was coming off the World Championship mm-hmm. where they had met in the final. And it was 23-21, 23-21. I mean, every time these teams get together, the margins are tiny, tiny, tiny. Entertaining comments from the Texas troll on the Facebook page saying, ah, he's missed the net live along with waste management squeaky brakes on their truck as they pick up Monday's garbage. Welcome to the net live, everybody. Hey, just be glad we don't have Vivaldi for your listening pleasure right now. Casey Patterson drops a boom and then the show's over. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Big announcement, too. I want everyone to know this. (laughs) Everyone in the volleyball world needs to know this. Pass it on to your friends. You probably have a Prime subscription already, but join the AVP we've been discussing. Uh-huh. Prime, in a move of positive genius, has decided to get Spiker from 1986. <laughs> the film produced by, I believe it's Dusty Dvorak's dad's buddy or something, about the 1984 Olympic gold medal run, the story of Catch Facelli, Catch is available for streaming on Prime Video with your Prime Video subscription. It costs you nothing except the 103 minutes that it runs, which you will never get back. Never. And I'm sorry. But every volleyball fan should watch this terrible film. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. You're going to love to hate it? Is that what you're saying? You will hear Chris Marlowe in a voiceover. Awesome. Hanging out of the side of a bus in a Japanese garden. Okay. With his jersey on. By the way, they walk around in Tokyo with their jerseys on. Because that's what you do on the national team. You just wear your jersey out. Why wouldn't you? (laughs) (laughs) And there are cameos by most of the team. There's one shot in particular where you will see Steve Timmons, Karch Karai, Rod Wild, Steve Sammons, I believe, is in there as well. It's 
remarkable. There's jump training with the Russian leaper. Nice. Yeah, it is the worst film I've ever seen five times and have a DVD copy of. What year was it? 1986. <sighs> so I have a DVD that I burned from the videotape. The way I came across this was, I'm trying to think of Jenny, Jenny Jackson on the U.S. national team in the late 90s on mm-hmm. the women's side, mm-hmm. going through a thrift store in Colorado Springs, home of USA Volleyball for years and years, the corporate offices, mm-hmm. going through a thrift store, found a copy of Spiker for $1. Classic. Purchased it, and we proceeded to watch it many times. <laughs> I do not know where that copy is today. I hope Jen still has it. They go for about 40 bucks. It's in the garbage there. truck that just went by. Yeah. So you must go on there and stream it. If you are a true volleyball fan, you are required to waste this amount of your life and watch Spiker. It's up. I will be on an airplane for a lot of hours tomorrow so I can download it you can. to my iPad and hate myself for 106 minutes. Oh, just 103. 103. But you're welcome to bonus hate. Plus three, no problem. I'll bring a headphone splitter so I can share it with my seatmate, <laughs> whomever they unfortunately will be. It's kind of like plus three cans. <laughs> so, yeah, you need to go and stream that. You definitely need to stream it. Uh, before we move on to indoor, because I'm sure we will. And we briefly... Can we just quit the show? Yeah. It's 20 minutes in. Briefly just watched, talked about it, but Chase and Casey Patterson winning Hermosa Beach a couple weeks ago I think is a pretty big deal, too, coming from oh, yeah. the NBA world to then winning just down the street from your home. Celebrating. Casey, when I texted him the next day, he was happier for Chase than he was for himself. Um, And a lot of other players congratulated Chase, saying this could be the first of many, but um, Chase is a baller. People aren't serving him anymore. Did people go by Casey to congratulate Chase and then move on? Probably, yeah. (laughs) Like, ah, you've done this before, bro. We're going to go to uh, Chase. Thanks. Guy was in the slam dunk contest. Yeah, and he was crushing some balls. Balling. Both in Hermosa and in Manhattan. He won the Hammer Award. Yep. So he's going on the Hammer. Remind me who they played in the finals. They played uh, Adam. Was it? No, Doherty and Evans. Miles Evans, Ryan Doherty. That's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who were down 14 to 10 in the freeze against David Lee and Sean Rosenthal. That was the dream Hermosa. Matchup right, right there. Former partners, of course, Rosie, hero of the South Bay. Mm-hmm. You know because the music comes on when he goes by. And I don't think he's won a Hermosa. Ooh, that's a good question. That's a good he's, I, I, I believe that's the case. Okay, He's won Manhattan. Yes, with Phil Dalhauser. Last yeah. time was 14, I want to say. Probably before that, actually. Maybe it was 13. So 14, was, 10 in the third in the semis. Yep. David Lee, Sean Rosenthal with the lead and the and it frozen, and they lost. Yep. And it's not like, and it was there was, and they lost by like inches. Oh. There were a couple serves, a couple swings that just one big serve just out, barely out. And then Ryan and Miles, a couple balls just barely in. Oh, it was a it was a great match. It was a lot of fun. It ended in sadness for the home crowd. Correct. And immediately David Lee apologized to Rosie. As soon as it's over, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, which it's nobody's fault. But I just love that they kept running like the slide to the pin. Yeah. And David was 
hammering that cross-court shot. You knew it was coming, and you still could not stop it. To start the year, David hadn't qualified. Then we played with Rosie. David had never won a match in the main draw. What? I believe that's true. Wow. Someone can fact-check it. I'm just remembering back, and my by the way, my mind is a bit fried. So. Yeah, we're all mushed right now. So I believe he had never won a match in the main draw. Let me, let me pull up Dave Lee real quick here for you. And then he's balling with Rosie. I like that partnership. Uh, that is, if ever, even more so than Reed and Trevor, Trevor that is a perfect blend of partnership. Perfect blend. And I believe, now I did not hear this directly from Dave Lee, but he had already had plans to be traveling this past weekend. Yes. So that's why he was not here. I don't know if he would have remained in town if Rosie and Dave Lee would have played together. But Ricardo was back. But the reason why Rosie needed a new partner in Hermosa was because in Seattle, Ricardo went down with that calf injury. Correct. Um, Okay, so 18, David did make the main draw. Yep. He made it twice to finish the year, Manhattan Beach and Chicago. Yeah. Okay. Lost both times. Mm-hmm. Uno dos. And this year... He's he, definitely never made a Sunday. Correct. But he still hadn't won because he, he qualified in Seattle. I remember that because I talked to him. Mm-hmm. And that was alongside Rafa Paulus. Yep. And they lost, Uno dos, again to Crab Gibb and then Frischman Marciniak. And then Hermosa with Sean Rosenthal. <laughs> Main draw. Win, win, win. Loss. 16-14. By fun. the way, that is a 6-0 run. David was a favorite player of mine to watch indoor. He was just fun to watch in the middle. Um, and then on the beach, you can see him, the beginning of the match, especially, with, I think it was the match against Ed and Rafu, because yes. they, they do weird things. Yes. So they're not traditionally like, as a blocker, I'm sure it looks weird up there for you, but you can see David figuring it out as the match goes on. He will get you. Yeah, and then we'll have some timely blocks at crucial points in the match. Here was the, here's the real dilemma. When David is back, what does Rosie do? Well, like Ricardo, like you could tell, was not moving how he normally moves. Not 100%. This past weekend. He's got 10 more days. Yeah. Wasn't 100%. Let me look at their... I want to see what exact... Because I don't see everybody throughout the weekend. I don't get all of their matches. So Apparently, I, there was a whole other tournament going on on the other side of VIP that I couldn't see. I heard about that. <laughs> and we saw him lose to Baumgren and Field. Mm-hmm. Frustration from Rosie. Hadn't seen that. Mm-hmm. Then they lost to... And here's the great story. This is perfect. Lost to Billy Kulinski and Eric Baranek. So that was Redondo versus Redondo. Mm-hmm. Eric Baranek with the home crowd playing against his hero, Sean Rosenthal. Mm-hmm. The moment that Eric Baranek and Billy Kalinske won, Baranek almost stage-dived into the crowd. Wow. Over the banner, full speed. Wow. Like body splash. Amazing. Wow. And those guys are in the semis. Yeah. They finished third. Billy's first AVP in forever. They came through the qualifier. They were the 26th seed in the qualifier, if memory serves me well. 
Yes, they played 11 matches. They lost 15-11. They came back and won 15-11 to defeat K-Spear and Shulk. They won the first set, lost the second, won 15-11 over Shulk and K-Spear. Champions. Unreal. I don't think I've ever... If you would like some entertainment, you should follow Eric on Instagram. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Um, I don't think I've actually ever seen him play in person. I don't think he's been on stadium court. Maybe once, I don't recall. Um, But I'm sure the stage diving into the crowd is not something that would surprise me. 28 sets played. Crazy. 28. Um, On the Facebook page, Patrick said David Lee and Ricardo are very similar players, but Lee has a huge growing upside. Yes, because Ricardo has every medal you can get at the Olympics and doesn't need to grow because he's one of the greatest of all time. (laughs) The guy had a standing wrist-away jumbo for a kill. Correct. Correct. Okay. You love that one. Yeah. I mean, you've done him up one because you have a sitting... Sitting jumbo jumbo. and high line. Yeah. I have both. (laughs) Correct. Um, Which you don't see in the sitting game, by the way. Uh, Yeah, so of course David Lee has a huge growth upside. Absolutely. As big as Ricardo's block is, and it wasn't as big this weekend as it was going into Seattle before he was injured, I think David's is bigger. Yeah, Ricardo is 40 what? Yeah, David's 37 or 8, I believe. Yeah. David might be 36, actually. Yes, but... And David's not Brazilian who's going to get frustrated with you every time the other team scores a point on you. David David <laughs> is the best pure blocker in the history of United States volleyball. You've said that before on the show. And I will stick by that. Yeah. And I, d- I defy anyone to tell me who is better instinctually than David. Okay. Go back and watch the quarterfinals against Russia in 2008. David almost single-handedly finishes that match. Awesome. Crazy. And you see it. What you said is 100% true. You're dead on. He figures you out through the ma- throughout the match, mm-hmm. and if he's not getting stuffs to start, which many times he is, mm-hmm. but if he's not getting stuffs to start against some of the better players, he gets them late. Yeah, and it's one that's they're like at the perfect moment, too. Oh, they're coming. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't want to hit against Dave Lee. And I was talking to one of the upper has, level. Has David Lee ever blocked you? Yes. Okay, just curious. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, suck it. David yes. Lee, stuff yeah. you straight down. Exactly. Okay. I was talking to one of the players who's been on tour forever, Mm -hmm. one of the older guys, and he said that playing against Dave Lee, other players had told him that they didn't understand why when they jumped and went to swing that all of a sudden there was a hand there. (laughs) It's not quite Anders Mole, but it's the same kind of thing. Like, why? I didn't see that there a second ago. Now it's here. Why is he here? Yeah. Yeah. Anders Mole is worse. Because Anders Mole, when he, he doesn't dive into the ankle. He C-curves his whole body. Yeah into the angle. So he's lining up to block line and all of a sudden half of his body is blocking angle. 36-ish for David Lee, according to uh, Patrick, our guy Patrick on the Facebook page. Yes. So that could be 35, 37 uh, it's, on, it's on the internet somewhere. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm busy doing other things. It's on the interweb. So Cameron Irwin has already watched 45 minutes of Spiker. <laughs> And is she angry? Oh, yeah. Does she, she hate said, texting you right now? I got sucked into 45 minutes of Spiker, quote-unquote. You're making me much less productive today. You need to... 
Cameron, who has five screens going right now. You need to finish Spiker. And her phone watching Spiker doing all kinds of research for her next gig. That's what Cameron's doing? Yes. Meantime, asking me if she can post the Dizzy Bat video. That was hilarious, by the way. You, have, you are now 0 for 2 against Cameron Irwin. No, not true. Um, what did you beat her in? I'm 0 for 3. 0 for 3? <laughs> there was a shark dance-off. Yeah. The Dizzy Bat this past yeah. weekend. What was the third one? God, I forget. They showed it, too. They, at the end of our wrap-up show yesterday, they showed all three of my losses. I don't remember what third. The, the dance-off was hilarious. You might have been sabotaged by whoever was playing the music for that. Uh, yes. Because I think that person full well knew you couldn't dance to hip-hop. So maybe that's why that came on. I'm not, so, I'm not 100% sure. I think that was DJ Dense. You'd have, to that, talk right? about, you'd have to talk to the DJ about that. Wasn't that DJ Dense or Marshmallow? Something? Marshmallow, for sure. Yeah. But then Cameron dominated that thing. She dominated listened. so much where like you guys were dancing for the contestant, where the contestant tried to get involved with Cameron, and that guy should have just sat down. Yeah. Move away. She's, do- she's going to win this for you and dominating. Get out of the way. I watched the shark contest this week. <laughs> Guy did the worm, which was entertaining. Well. And funny. He tried to do the worm. But, it, yeah, he did the worm inside. You either need to be really did. good or really bad. If you're really bad, the crowd will love you for giving an effort. And that's what, by the way, those, those were the wannabes. Oh, that's who was in there? Yeah, those two of the wannabes in the shark costumes. When you try to do the worm in a shark costume, it does not go. It looks like you've been caught by a fisherman and thrown up on the land and are trying to get back in the water. It is definitely not the worm. <laughs> it was really funny. I thought the worm, while failing, was a win-fail. Oh, 100%. the crowd was loving the fail of It's it. like if you do karaoke. You either have to be really good or dead terrible. Those are your choices. There's no in-between. Oh, I can kind of hit some of the notes. I can't hit any of the notes. No. You need to be dead terrible or surprisingly amazing. Right. Yeah. Cameron, I, listen, I watched Shark Contest this weekend. Cameron it's... would have crushed them. Oh, Cameron, Cameron would be undefeated with all the, except for... And She's Shark of the Year. Do you remember San Francisco? No. I don't think you were there. No. But there's a photo where, I don't, I don't know how this possible, but the guy was, Top Gun reference, inverted. <laughs> <laughs> his head, his feet were straight up. His head was basically just above the sand, and that's the photo. I don't oh. remember that moment. I don't know how it happened. Um, I believe Celeste, friend of the show, friend of well, more friend of a DJ Roche than the show per se. Oh. She oh. and friend her husband, and I apologize to her husband, who I am totally blanking on his name right now. But she was awesome in that dance contest. But when I saw that still photo, it's on my Instagram page. You have to scroll through. The guy's inverted. And I, I have no idea how his. Not only straight. is he inverted, his hands. So basically, picture him standing straight up and down with his hands on his side. Now flip it, and that's what he looked like. Let me get this straight. Yeah, that shark was in a three G negative dive, <laughs> giving up foreign Over relations. San Francisco sand, giving up foreign relations. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cam crushed on that, so I'm I'm zero for three. And for those of you looking for my Instagram right now, it's DJ R O U E C H E. I don't think on air I've ever actually spelled it correctly. Yeah, it's uh, it's Cameron's good in that she's winning. I lost the dizzy bad thing. I knew I was going to lose because dizziness and me do not agree at all. 
at least they didn't blindfold you like we do some of the other contestants. Oh, God. To do dizzy bat. Oh. <laughs> By the way, you I'm not even sure you got a full step before you fell down. No. And Cam Cam said, did you try and take me out? I said, Cam, I had no idea you were there. The whole world went sideways. Is it worse for you because of the height? Right, because you have to come down to our normal oxygen level. At least the level. sand was soft. <laughs> You're at such a higher elevation when you come down to normal oxygen levels to bend over to put your head in the wiffle ball bat that is probably made for a child's height. I did get in trouble for not having my head on the bat at one point. Mark was yelling at me. Because the dizzy bat will last longer if you're not doing it correctly. Oh, and then here's, here's <laughs> the other thing. They mic'd me up right before I went out there. Yeah. Because, by the way, this is not my idea. To go out and do dizzy bat is not my idea. Or the shark. I'm just I'm game for it, but it's not my, not my doing. So I go out there, mic'd up. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not... No one's having to convince you to go do this. They ask you, and you're like, sure. Correct. Yeah. Correct. But I'm may all, not be your idea. I'm all in. Yeah. They mic me up right before I leave. I go out on the sand. Competitive blackout immediately. <laughs> Going in circles on the bat, swearing. How come you didn't put on knee pads in your indoor uniform like you did for... If I had it with if me, you're I would watching have. on Facebook right now, this... Let me try to slide out of the way a little bit. You've there you go. seen it before, but you are wearing knee pads in this photo. And if, shoes and socks. If I had them, I would have. You would have won. I took my shoes off. You would have been stable. Cursing while spinning. Yeah. Fell down. Cursed some more. Yeah. And then all cursed one up. more time. All mic'd up. All live to air. <laughs> I didn't realize it was live to air. That's funny. You told me there was a swear jar for you now. Oh, yeah. It was on, on set yesterday. F-bombs? One. Are there FCC regulations? Because nope. we're streaming on Amazon. It's streaming. It comes with it's a, different rules, right? Yeah, it comes with a disclaimer. Awesome. Yeah. So that was... <laughs> Dane Blanton was laying out. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> wow. Sorry, kids. Earmuffs. I totally forgot. I, I wanted to win that race. I absolutely wanted to win that race. And I have no idea how she came up and ran straight. Ran straight. Straight. And did, like, legit dizzy bat. I don't even know Terrible. how that's possible. Terrible. She took, like, the last half spin off. That's the only, the only thing. There's obviously cheating going on. For sure. She took some sort of anti-dizziness medication Yeah. right before something happened. To your credit, and this was brought up by David Vandermeer on the Facebook page. Okay. But you did crush balls out of the stadium. Like, legit. <laughs> on Sunday. Out of the stadium. <laughs> That did happen. And not over a short stadium. No, that was the tall. Yeah. So here was the dilemma. Somebody laying on the beach innocently. <laughs> Hopefully not a female with her top off laying on her stomach trying to tan her back. We're not in France. Oh. Top undone then. Sorry. Or the lifeguards where they like put cones up so they can drive. That's where many Wilson balls are landing, and you're just ruining people's vacation days. You just imagine somebody looking up like, where? 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 It's raining mini balls out here. Because it wasn't just one. It was multiple. It was back-to-back, and they went through the exact same two flagpoles over the stands. Anytime you miss or don't make solid contact, it hurts my body physically, because I know how heavy that hammer is. And I know it can't, like, if you have nothing to, oh, by the way, for your energy to go into, like, it cannot feel good. That's every swing because the ball makes no difference. Ugh. I can't even tell, except for seeing it, that I've hit the ball. There is no feedback in, in the hammer. <laughs> Don't 
the progressive hammer. The, by the progressive way. hammer. There is no rattle in the hands. Nothing. Uh, so, and, and to those who are sick of the hammer, who is sick of the hammer? The crowd is not sick of the hammer. The crowd is loving the hammer. People watching on TV are sick of the hammer. I don't know. Hey, there's then, somebody somewhere. Then stream another court then. Right, exactly. Because it is hilarious. Well, here was the dilemma. People are going to need to start bringing like nets. This is Especially when they day. sit close. Oh, man. I would like a radar gun on that thing. That Because it good. is coming in hot. That's true. On this weekend, you hit one right towards the courtside seats, and it hit the top of the LED board that's right there. <laughs> that's true. And went up into the bleachers. Thank God. Oh, God. Because that thing was... Coming in hot. I just hope we make it through the season. Yeah, the, I don't want anyone to be hurt, but the, the crowd likes two things. The hammer war is the only reason you work out now. Correct. <laughs> the crowd likes two things. One, the ball humming in at high speed. Or two, it leaving the stadium. That's what they like. Yeah, it's very, very, very rarely in between. They're either trying to kill somebody or I'm going yard. They actively boo me when I miss. Every time. Yeah, by the way, it's not just me booing you. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I suffered in Seattle. I suffered the wrath of the whole crowd. Because I, I think some I of it was six my Some of seven. it was my fault, though, the first time I went out there to toss. I hadn't tossed you before, but we redeemed ourselves the second time we went out in Seattle. Oh, we did. But yeah. that was after I, I suffered the wrath of the crowd. Yes. For sure. Well, way to take one for the team. This is up for debate, though. Here's the dilemma. Semifinal mm-hmm. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. We want to get out and hit balls to the crowd mm-hmm. once a day. Mm-hmm. Got to get it in because I got to go on air afterwards. Mm-hmm. I'm down courtside waiting for a team timeout mm-hmm. in the third set. It's going later and later in the set. It got the match ball, and somebody called a timeout. Probably should have waved the flag on the uh, hammer hammer uh, launch into the crowd. <laughs> yeah, how do you feel about that? Because <laughs> um, this is show versus sport debate. Well, obviously, coming from me on the show side, I get the sports side. But once you get to the professional level, it's all show. Athletes don't like to hear that or think about it that way. But that's why you make any money. Any of the money that you make is because it's a show. If it wasn't a show, there would be no money. Okay. Um, I, had, I had doubt in my mind. Yes. And then I didn't care. I went with the show side. There is no... Because it didn't affect the match. The timeout didn't last longer because you were hitting balls out. Like the referees blew the whistle at a minute or whatever it was. Right. So it didn't affect the match. So then I don't think it matters. I agree. Was April and Alex not paying attention to their coach, Jen Kessie, because you were hammering balls out of the stadium? I never faced them on purpose. Yeah. And if they were, that's on them. That's not on you. Yeah. No, I faced them. Unless you were Jake Gibb and Taylor Crabb. When, they, you, when you turned and whiffed on one and almost took out Rich Lamborn's uh, baby-making career. I was just happy it was Jake and Taylor, because I think of all people, they're going to get the least upset. Unless the ball hit well, them in the face. Accurate. <laughs> Thank you to Rich for his, his movement. Yes. Um, yeah. And for those asking what giant human just walked in the house, that was be Kevin's oldest child. They saw him in the uh, window as he walked through. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had that thought, but we went out, and the crowd liked it. Hit back-to-back dingers, and I... I it was a walk-off. Well, exactly. So what I should have done, 
I hit the two dingers. Mm-hmm. There were swings after that. I should have hit them, gone hammer flip, because you know, the left. bat flip is illegal, yeah. and just walked out. <laughs> Make Mark pick up the hammer yep. and just leave. Yeah. Next time. Chicago. If I go back-to-back dingers in Chicago, you just I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. You've been warned. <laughs> um, and it won't be hard to hit in the lake there, because the lake is... We're going to be in the lake for the tournament. Yes. I've heard some... Uh, what is happening? I muted it even. I don't know why that's and why right. is I going through the... Oh, because you have it plugged oh. into. I don't know. But it's read pretty, so we'll oh, stop what we're doing yes. and say hello to the Manhattan Beach Open champion, Reed Pretty. There, there we are. <laughs> Thank you. Reese Barnett celebrating as well, pumping his fist in celebration. Congratulations, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, wow. surreal. Totally. Totally. My mind can't get around it, but my body feels like it got hit by a train twice. <laughs> so my body knows it happened, but my mind is not there yet. But your body probably doesn't hurt as much because you won. Yeah. It was weird. It was one of those things where, like, I went to go to sleep last night. It was like I couldn't at all. And I couldn't tell if it was like I was yeah. still jacked and ready to side out or if it was because my body was in so much pain that it, it like, couldn't relax. Reed, did, did not being able to go to sleep remind you at all of the Grease match in 2004? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say it's up there with a lot of those, those big matches. Uh, it had a lot of similarities to even 08. It had a lot of similarities right. of just, uh, I just felt like it was, uh, you know, my dad said it well. He's like, it just looked like you guys were going to work. You know, there was no expectation. You guys were just grinding each point. There was no big reactions one way or the other. And so that was really that was really similar. And uh, of course the outpouring was uh, unexpected. I didn't really check my phone all day. And I think I had over 300 messages. Uh, awesome. They just kept coming in and I was trying to keep up with them and, but stay present. It was really, really cool. Yeah, that is fantastic. I'm, I'm looking on my phone here to try and find a reaction from a guy who, who, you know, up in Bend, Oregon, who was <laughs> texting me the whole time. Oh, that was great. Just back and forth. Jay Ring, there's a, there's a video of him. I finally saw it last night because it would not come through on my phone. He's standing in his living room, arms out, on match point. And as soon as you guys win, he's like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> so you, got to, you owe Jay a call. That's, that's fantastic. Uh, what, a, what a moment for you and for Trevor Crabb. And for those that didn't watch the broadcast, didn't catch the interview early on, how did the partnership happen in the first place? Well, I would say the seed sort of was planted um, in Poland. He and I were uh, just eating together at a world tour event. And uh, he was talking about they were just tried to not want to play in Seattle because they were just they just wanted to work some things out in training and he wanted to rest. And then I knew Theo was banged up and uh, was questionable for Seattle. So um, when Theo I knew Theo was uh, was really unlikely to play. I texted Trevor just to say, "Hey, you want to go play in Seattle?" and and he opted to stay and train uh, and rest with Try and try to ramp up for the World Champs, which ended up being uh, a great decision actually for them. Um, and then I played with Bobby and had a great time with Bobby. And then, um, yeah, it was kind of funny because. 
the volleyball world is a very small planet, right? <laughs> if you even call it a planet, right? So, uh, before I even knew what was happening with my own career, uh, Lamborn texted me and, um, and Trevor in the same thread, like literally, I think I was on a plane back from Vienna and it just said, um, pretty crap pure 2019. Huh. And, uh, and so, you know, I think we were probably both thinking the same thing. Um, you know, once I realized that try and he didn't really know what was going on, um, you know, with, with my partnership with Theo. So he was just basing it on the fact that, that try just broke his hand and, and Theo was going to need somebody. Uh, I'm sorry. And, uh, Trevor was going to need somebody. So, yeah, one thing led to another. I sent him a text and just said, are you interested? He said, yes. He's like, will you play left side? I said, yeah. He's like, are you into split blocking? I said, well, I don't know if you should be into that because uh, I don't <laughs> I haven't blocked in like three years. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, dude, let's I, whatever. Like, seriously, I'm, I've given up comfort a long time ago. Like, whatever it takes, let's do it. Yeah, and you guys started with Trevor blocking full time, but that faded quickly. Yeah, you know, it was kind of an emphasis at first um, of just like a 70-30 is what we were talking about. Okay. Um, but, you know, you kind of – we didn't have any schemes. You know what I mean? We didn't – we haven't been working on timing. And so it was almost uh, – it was kind of a refresh for me because it's so much easier to read the game when you're at the net for me. You know, it was just uh, – we, we got a lot of digs on pulls. Um there just seemed to be more fluid once we sort of got into that split mode. And, uh, and Trevor's an amazing, you know, uh, volley guy, volley sense, you know, with his defense and stuff too. And he had some great digs there in the finals, Casey's uh, cross court cutty. So we just kind of went with it. You know, there wasn't a ton of strategy. Um, I mean, there was right, from Jose's right. side. But we, we found out early on that the more focused we are on, like, our pass, our set, our side out, like, we're going to find a way to score a point. Uh, and then the, we got in trouble, I think, against Jeremy and Kane trying to, like, score. <laughs> yeah. And we forgot that we need to side out. <laughs> <laughs> right. And we got in trouble in that match, so. So, Reed, you're very into mindfulness and, and thoughtfulness and kind of getting inside of the game and having those schemes and those kind of things. With you being out of that zone, did you learn anything about yourself and mindlessness this weekend? Uh, no. To me, this was like back into um, just being myself. You know, I've been trying to do that all season, obviously, but for, for various reasons. Um, this time, I, you know, I was getting the ball more and, and – um, you know, just going out there and playing. Yeah, hard. that's that's kind so, of what I mean by that. Just play, rather than worrying about any external factors or strategies. Just play the game. Yeah, Trevor. You know, our communication back and forth was was very transparent right away. Uh, our first practice. Um, you know, he was like, "Hey, what kind of player are you? Do you like me to call a shot, even if it's wrong, or?" don't say anything unless I know. And I was like, yeah, don't say anything. Let me just see it. If you don't know. And he's like, okay, I'm the opposite. He said, I don't care if you call the wrong shot every time I, I need that verbal engagement. And so like mm -hmm. that kind of dialogue, um, 
you know, I, you've played with me, Kevin, like you can tell me one, uh, something once and it's going to stick. And, and, uh, he's the same way. So we were able to just, just sort of upgrade our chemistry, you know, as we were just sort of honestly communicating. And, um, you know, I think that it was, it was just really fun. It just felt like, uh, you know, yesterday morning waking up, I just, I sent him a text and, uh, and just said, hey, you know, we're not going to have our best today because <laughs> we were both really gassed. But that's not what's needed. You know, like we just need, you know, our will and uh, just take it one point at a time. And and uh, it was awesome. It was it was really fun. What was this like for you on the 37 month journey of trying to become a, a tournament winner and a player on this tour that's relevant on a Sunday? Have you had even a quiet moment with yourself to reflect on that? You know, it's, uh, it's, it's super special. You know, I feel great. You know, I, I always believe in myself, but it's, my wife's not there every day <laughs> and she, she believes in me. I know a hundred percent, but you know, when you see these results, I mean, she called me after New York was just like, Hey, Reed, by the way, I'm not sitting here with these two kids while, while you go play like that. Like, no, like that's a no. <laughs> So, so whatever that was, I mean, I was super sick that week, but she was just like, dropped the hammer of like, Nope, sorry. <laughs> like that can't happen. So it was to have them there was super special. Uh, and to be honest, like I was, especially in that final, I was channeling, like I wanted Trevor to win, you know, like I, I there's nothing, um, that I find more distasteful than the trolling that goes on. Um, I just think it's pathetic and I just uh, wanted him uh, to get that win just as much as I wanted it for me, you know? And so that uh, obviously has come incredibly full circle uh, relative to discussions that, you know, uh, the group of us have had, you know, a couple years ago, but um, it was, it was special for so many reasons. And, um, you know, hopefully it's not done yet. Hopefully the story is not over that, that, uh, you know, there's more, more exciting moments in the future um, for me in beach volleyball. What did you learn about Trevor that you didn't know before playing with him? Oh, great question. Um, I, I got to be honest, Jeremy. I, I, I picked up pretty, you know, once sort of the dust settled. Um, I would say that next season, what was that twenty? 2018 so last season as a avp player you're constantly evaluating other players right you're constantly watching and seeing who's doing what and and like there was one guy that i noticed that i've never seen mail it in like never like i've never seen trevor mail it in i've mailed it in you know i can think of several (laughs) matches where where like i just had enough i mean in, in san francisco after we lost um that quota match I, w- I didn't want to play at all. And we had came, we had that gnarly uh, freeze that we ended up winning that, that match. But oh, I remember Satterfield si- and Burek. That one? Yeah. I remember yeah. sitting mm-hmm. before the third set, just being like, I don't want to be here. And that was the weirdest place for me to be. Cause I've, I've never thought that on a volleyball court in my life. But, um, but Trevor just really stood out to me as like, you know what? Like I've never seen him mail it in and I respect that. So I don't, you know, I, I think the more he's won and the fact that he's in pole position for the Olympics, there's less antics. Um, 
And I, I think he's proving that he's a top player uh, and uh, in the world. And uh, especially in the last couple of months, his side out game is, is, uh, it's, it's been amazing. So <clears throat> I don't know that I learned anything, but, um, anything new that I hadn't sort of like picked up on that, like, Hey, this guy, this guy grinds, this guy works hard. And what was really awesome is, um, you know, there's a few guys you play with where a lot of communication, um, you kind of know what the other's going to do. You sense it. Um, you don't have to talk on like an over on two ball. It's just like, like he's never sitting there telling me like, you know, sometimes we'll talk about, Hey, be ready on the option or whatever. But like in the heat of a play, bang, bang, um, there's certain players you play with where you're just kind of thinking the same thing. Like how quickly can we get this ball in the sand? And, uh, that's fun to play that way because, uh, less communication is needed. Love it. What's the plan moving forward? Um, I know tries injury, what I've heard was four to six weeks. Um, so I don't know what that means for Chicago, Hawaii. I mean, if you guys winning Manhattan beach qualifies you for Hawaii, do you know what the plan is going forward? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the understanding is super clear that I mean they're in pole position for the Olympics. They have Tokyo on their minds, and I'm I'm just a stopgap. I'm I'm filling in and, and grateful to do so. Uh, we talked about Manhattan, Chicago. Uh, he and Tri are going to go to Rome, 100% together, and I'm uh, going with Theo 100%. So Theo and I will be playing in the quota on Tuesday. So it's going to be a tough turnaround from from Sunday night and then that sort of marks sort of the end of the international season and um, we'll just take inventory then right now um, you know I have no idea I see a lot of speculation out there about Hawaii all I know is I'm going and I'm bringing my family and I'm bringing my golf clubs (laughs) and uh, I will put in a call to Andy Mole potentially Ricardo Santa you know whoever I don't know how it's going to work out um, if they go back together, I don't know if I can play by myself. No, <laughs> I have no idea, but all I know is Hawaii is amazing. Uh, I hope to, to be playing in it. And, and, uh, yeah, there's, there's, it, it, the understanding is, is very clear. Uh, you know, try and Trevor are headed, uh, on their continued Olympic journey as they should. And, uh, I'm just happy to have these experiences and, and keep trying to get better. Yeah, and Try and Trevor are at 4,640 points, tied actually with Phil and Nick. Phil and Nick only have nine qualifying tournaments to Try and Trevor's 12. Of course, you can qualify 12 tournaments, then you can replace those tournaments as you go. There are some teams that even have 15 at this point or 16, and we'll try and replace some as they move on. What is your continued Olympic plan, Reed? I know you're saying you're playing in Rome with Theo. You guys did not play together, obviously, this weekend. He went back to John Hyden. What is your continued Olympic plans for Tokyo, or do you have one? Well, as crazy as it is, some some of it's just not in your control, right? So I have every intention to continue to try to be the best player I can be, and um, and you know I'm hoping, you know Theo and I have been you know one breakthrough away, um, you know from from having another great tournament. We had. Um, an off season that had a lot of injury, but we still were improving. Uh, the team dynamics uh, we worked on heavily, and we saw, um, you know, Sydney to Malaysia to Itapema 
was was just all um, great improvement. And then we sort of hit a rough patch in Czech. Um, and then uh, I didn't, you know, I wasn't super vocal about it, but all through New York, I was just like almost unable to play. I was so ill. Uh, and then we flew from there to Poland and Theo almost withdrew from the event because of his um, foot injury. So it's been a crazy summer. Obviously, all of us are under extreme financial stress and family stress and travel stress. So the focus right now is to uh, recover and go play hard in Chicago and then uh, try to go and have a great Rome. I heard that event is one of the best events on the world tour. It's in Rome. It's in this giant tennis Coliseum. And, um, you know, just hoping for uh, a breakthrough for that team and, and then uh, take it as it comes. All right. Well, congratulations. Thanks for spending time with us. I know we may have taken you away from the shrimp cocktail at brunch. <laughs> Oh, I had my one of my favorite breakfasts at Plums, Newport. Actually, my favorite spot is closed on Mondays, so I'll have, I'll forgive them for that. Corner Market and HB, but they should yeah, have looking forward to uh, some ice baths today. <laughs> All right, rest and recovery, read pretty. Congratulations, you and Trevor Crab, Manhattan Beach Open champions. Can't wait for the plaque ceremony next year. Yes, that'd be great. All right, thanks guys for all you're doing. You guys are awesome. Right on. Thanks, Reed. All right, take care. All right, Reed Pretty, 2008 gold medalist, 2016 bronze medalist, and now Manhattan Beach Open champion. And uh, Donnie Bass on the Facebook page asked about, so what about qualifying for Hawaii? Do they play together? We did touch on that. With them winning the Manhattan Beach AVP Gold Series event, Trevor and Reed do qualify automatically for Hawaii. But Reed was talking about they don't, that's still up in the air, whether they'll play together, how that works, because you actually qualify as individual. No, my understanding is that they they would then play together. That's my, the information I have from a reasonable source indicated that to me right now. They would play together in Hawaii. Got it. I like that you just joined the Facebook. (laughs) I just saw your name. Thanks for joining in, Kevin. Um, But but yeah, the way Reed was just saying it right now, try and, uh, or Trevor and Reed will play in Chicago together. They will, because Tri is definitely not helping. Which is also an AVP Gold Series event. Right. Um, and then two weeks after that, we'll be in Hawaii. So per Reed, he's going to be in Hawaii regardless. Correct. Like how we just subtly threw in there that I talked to uh, Andy Mo, not Anders. Oh, Andy. Mo, I was like, huh. Andy. Yeah, Anders didn't return my phone call when I asked him if he wanted to play with me in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you will be there. I will. As far as I know... Unless, are you going to Peru tomorrow or somewhere? I am leaving going? for Peru tomorrow morning. Yeah, dear me. Pair of pans. Business class? No. Exit row though. Fear not. Yeah. 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 Pair of pans. I'm doing sitting volleyball. Cool. Looking forward to it. Um, I saw Katie Holloway where we watched yesterday. She was watching on, on the plane. plane. Yeah. Yep. She was texting me. I think it was on. It, may, it might have been yesterday or Saturday. And uh, I'd, I've obviously had told her I was going. And then it dawned on her again that I was going to be in Lima as well, and she got excited all over again, which makes, you know, gives me the warm fuzzies inside that I've told you the story about how the entire women's sitting team gave me the evil eye during yes. the gold medal match. Okay. Oh, yes. I told them they're not allowed to do that again. Because <laughs> I'm a professional. 
Kevin. And that was hurtful. Yeah. I can't play favorites. <laughs> Even though, guys, you were, you were smashing the other team, I still can't play favorites. And it was a monster block. I like it. Speaking of monster block, yes, Kevin, Yes. to all the fans out there, especially M's entourage, who wants the monster block at all times, you don't need to wait for me. Just do it. You can do it on your own, fans. There's no rule that says you have to wait for the sound effect. Bob Day. Yeah, to say, <laughs> we just do it on your own. It's fine. Have at it. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to discourage you from doing it. Okay. Yeah. All right. But, just do uh, it now. At the 9.15 a.m. match on Friday morning, you're definitely not getting the monster block. I'm going to tell you that right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Noted. All right. I love it. I think we've covered it all, Jeremy, and it's 11.03. Uh, the men qualified for the Olympics. Indoor. Oh, that's right. Indoor. <laughs> now, we've, now we've covered it. <laughs> oh, no. The women also qualified. Now we're We done. talked about that uh, the, the last month. <laughs> did we have a show after that one? No. Yeah. We, t- we, we discussed did? that. Yeah. Okay, so both the men and the women are qualified. The men looked like the number two team in the world. They took it to Belgium and, and the Netherlands. They had a pretty easy pool comparatively to some of the other pools, but that's because they're the number two team. And they didn't happen to get wrapped into one of these situations where a team that's on the rise happens to end up in your pool. And I didn't get, because of the time, I didn't get to see any of the men's matches. It was all throughout the day. Uh, we were on midday sometimes, so I'm not sure what you're talking about. Your I mean, dedi- my, your dedication my, is incredible. My time. Kevin is what I mean. My time. <laughs> so, yeah, the men, the men looked really good. The question is, and, and I have some inside info on this, too. The question is the health of Taylor Sander right now. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's, it's a big question mark, and I hope that everything works out. Is it the stash? No, it's his shoulder, and so he had some shoulder soreness at training camp in France. Stash in good condition, ready for action. So we'll have to see where he's at if, if it's some bigger problem or if it's something that they can get just to settle down and he can continue on a pro season and play. Taylor Sanders is an important part of that team and the depth that that team has. Can you beat, can you beat the top teams in the world with the roster you, you laid out that weekend? Sure, I think you can. I think you can. But you go into an Olympic Games it's every other day for two weeks, the depth of Team USA has been a real positive, and they need – they need that, that outside hitter. I'm just Instagramming myself while we do the show. So keep talking. Yeah. So <clears throat> let me give you – I can give you kind of a, a quick recap. Can you on, see yourself? Yeah, I see. I okay. I can give you a quick recap of kind of my thoughts coming out. I wrote them down right after the tournament. All right. USA had a good run. I think that Team USA is set up for a good run at the Olympic Games if they're all healthy. I was bummed to see Brazil qualify. They have nine lives. <laughs> they were down 0-2 to Bulgaria in Bulgaria. And Brazil's just not my favorite program. They're excellent at volleyball, just I'm kind of tired of them winning. <laughs> I have no personal gripes against anybody. That's just your professional uh, competitiveness. Yeah. 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 I just lost to Brazil too much and it, it makes me grouchy. Yeah. I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him get knocked back a little bit. And then... It's their fault for beating you. <laughs> That's right. Got it. <laughs> yeah. No, they, they really, they did it again. They pulled the rabbit out of the hat. Down 0-2 in Bulgaria, came back to win. Unreal. Uh, let's see. Who else here? Serbia looked terrible. If they continue to play the way they did, they will miss another Olympic Games. Russia has really found a coach. Hmm. They have found a Finnish coach that works for them. 
he has finally been able to, to move the old guard along. You saw Dmitry Musersky, but only briefly on the final day. They have an outstanding amount of top-shelf young talent. They are frightening. Their two outside hitters are in their early 20s, Kluka and Volkov. They're both tall. They're both really top-shelf. Their opposite, Polyateyev, is 6'6", and jumps, got to jump close to 50. Wow. Just left-handed, mm-hmm. crushes balls. So he's outstanding. Russia has probably the most upside remaining Okay, in the next 12 months. Italy is very medium. They're good. They're good, but I think they're just kind of hanging on to their, their team chemistry. Mm-hmm. Juan Torreira and Ivan Zaitsev, I've heard, are not getting along great. They, too, managed to pull through. They, they gave Serbia a pretty good rogering. Did you say rogering? Yes. Okay. Uh, Argentina. They should be thanking the volleyball gods and maybe the Argentinian Pope for their pool and qualification. Because they played in a pool with Argentina, Canada, China, and Finland. Just the way it worked out. Because the six and seven teams are Canada and Argentina. And Canada choked again. Canada had Argentina. They could have felt like they were like on the rise. They they have talent. But they got to win when it matters. Canada, stop choking. So congratulations to Argentina. This means the, United, the Olympic Games will get a third team from South America. I don't even know who it will be. Hmm. It used to be Venezuela was the next best team. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's the case anymore. You want me to find out while I'm down there? Yeah. Ask around. <laughs> Is it Peru? Is it Colombia? Yeah. Might be Colombia. Could be. Uh, let's see. Who else? Iran is a bunch of hot-headed morons. Don't talk about my setter like that. Dude, here's the bottom line. <laughs> they can really play volleyball when they're not yelling at the refs. <laughs> what are they, from Brazil? Yeah, they, they are outstanding. Yeah, but Brazil can yell at the refs and go back and just side out. It doesn't <laughs> matter. They don't, they're not bothered. The bottom line is Maruf either changes his personality or they go down like the Titanic with him at the controls. Got that's it. just that's the way it is. Poland is a crazy handful. They added in Wilfredo Leon and played the best match that I've seen in two years, shelling France. Wow. Shelling France in the second match of the qualification days. Uh, Laurent Tilly of France, who was also a quality team, he had no answers. At one point, he just kind of threw his arms in the air, like, I don't know. Was he the um, Irvine kid? That's his dad. Laurent. Laurent's dad. He's the coach. Kevin Tilly is playing for France. Got it. I feel like France is kind of held together with spit, scotch tape, Paper clips and Laurent's willpower. <laughs> I just, I don't know if they're gonna. I don't know if they're gonna make it. They're in the European qualifier. Yep. Three teams from South America is ridiculous. We already talked about Canada. Cuba could beat Canada with a bunch of kids in the Norseka zone because remember the zones are all that's left. Yeah. Five, five tournaments, same weekend. They're gonna play in your zone. Whoever wins the zone is in, and that is it. No one else goes to the Olympic Games. Netherlands and Belgium. I think they both have to feel like it's all possible. If they can have one good week in January and, and come out with a European title, uh, they're capable. Netherlands more capable of just catching fire. Yeah, They have a legit opposite in Namir. And if they could harness him and perhaps Cold Fusion, they'll be all set. <laughs> just wear socks, not Antonio Brown. There's so much left to be decided. That's it. I mean, there's a lot of volleyball left to be played in those zonal championships, and we'll see. On the... Board is Tilly playing Libero or outside? Outside. Okay. He started outside for, uh, across from Ingepet. 
Scott Perkins sent a post, asked if there are any reports of people walking on Manhattan Beach getting beaned by mini volleyballs. <laughs> no reports yet because they are unconscious in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. We'll be getting those will be start coming in tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah. So that's so it. So with that's the, the men with the men qualifying, yeah. does that earliest ch- ever, I think. Does that change their schedule? Are there, will there are tournaments that they don't have to play in that they may have had to play in before that they won't now? Correct. They will not play in middle January. Okay. In the Norseka zone. They're going to go to World Cup and use it as a trainer. They'll say, will they replace it with something else? Okay. No, because it's middle of club season. Got it. It's way better for the athletes, for the program. Yeah. They will go to World Cup with, uh, as a training opportunity to try and fill out the roster and figure out who can really play. I think Ben Patch is going to get some serious run, mm-hmm. which will be good. He needs to prove that he can play that position. So it's, that's in stark contrast to the women's side. Karch just said he wants to win that tournament. Hmm. He wants to win World Cup. He's going to take the best team. They're going to go try and win it. It's never been done. That could just, hey. Cool. Putting the pressure on pressure. Putting expectations on your team because that's what's going to happen when you get to the Olympics. Hey. I'm all for it. Go try and win. And I think they need a good tournament. They did not play their best volleyball in the qualification tournament. Just rough all around. They got it done, which is great. Uh, but it was a little rough. So you would want to finish the year on a high note anyway. But that that was his plan even before that tournament. So that that didn't affect it. But. Got it. He he would like to win that tournament, would like to make history. And, of course, he's already done it in 2014 when they won the world championship. Karch has done, Karch has done a good job with that program. I think that's a, that's a difficult, very difficult job. A tremendous amount of talent. You're trying to blend that into a system. He's got to be a little more flexible as time goes on. You've got to develop some of these young kids a little further because you're going to need them to beat the best teams. And the only question mark on the women's side is still the libero position? Libero is a huge question mark. The you opposite. say libero, I say libero. Okay. I, I don't... It's not an English word, correct? Yeah. Libro? Yeah. All right. The bro. I'll just call it the bro like Karch does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's up, bro? Sunderland and I were having the debate, but I, I think I'm going to lose that debate. Well, Rich Lamborn, who played said position, yes. said whatever language it's from, that's how they pronounce it, so that's how he pronounces it. So what is it? Libero. Libero. Not libero. All right. Libero. And again, he played it, so fine. I'm just going to go fine that direction. I'm like I said, I think I'm losing the argument. Plus, I'm also Team J Rich, so whatever he says. Make, make the sign of the hashtag. I don't know, is there a hashtag? Hashtag Team J Rich. Okay. We should put that up there with Beach Mode and AVP 2019. Yeah, how come I don't have a GIF on Instagram yet? Seriously. Well, make a funny video. So I, I feel real good about both teams. Men's side, get healthy. Get healthy and you're in the mix it's a tough mix but you're in the mix uh one last question on the facebook yes. page who will be the second setter for the men at the olympics micah or terrific question let's assume it's a hawaiian name kawaki kawiki ma'a or shoji kavika that's a w on there though so that's why yeah. it threw me off yeah is that how he spells it k-i-w-i-k-a yeah how do you say it kavika i don't see a v in there Kawika Shoji? No one says Kawika Shoji. But that's a W, Kevin. I understand. Okay. That's why it threw me off. Kawika Shoji. I've actually probably never seen it written, just heard the name. Right. Yeah. Kawika Shoji. I, I had that real question coming in because Micah Ma'a, coming out of college from UCLA, he has been on a lot of rosters. He has done some settings, played outside hitter. He's been a serving sub. He might make it as a serving sub on mm-hmm. the roster. Who knows? Josh Tuaniga, talented two-time national champion coming out of Long Beach. Terrific hands. Terrific hands. Mm -hmm. Not real physical at the net. 
He can turn and swing here and there. He can do some things, but he's just not getting up very high, and that is a premium in the international game. Yeah. The role of backup setter, because Micah Christensen is outstanding. Outstanding. And assuming he's healthy, I hope he is. He had a couple of knee surgeries already, including last year professionally. I hope he stays healthy. That's, again, back to that same issue. He is he's the starter. Yeah. Amazing. But that backup role is a unique role, and Kavika has filled that admirably for a number of years. He can come in and jump serve. He can come in mid-match for you and do things. If you want to go double sub, he's perfectly capable of firing up for that. He's good with his role. It's not great when you have a backup player who's not good with their role, right? It's not yeah. 12 best players. Yeah. It's the best group. Yep. So Kavika's done a, a really nice job with that role, and it's going to be hard to unseat him from that from that dynamic in the team. That's what it's going to rest on. Do you have somebody that can bring so much to the table that you abandon what has been a good formula? And uh, Mike Morgan, thank you for just tuning in. But to answer your question of what about the Olympic Beach side, men's and women's, that has been talked about earlier in the show, which you can get on the podcast that will be up momentarily, or you can just rewind the video. Okay, cool. All right. The Net Live. Nailed it. See you in a month. For August. Jeremy's off to Peru. Then we'll be in Chicago, and we'll be in Hawaii at some point soon. I want to thank Tall Slim Tees for their support of the program. Dan DeCuster and crew doing an outstanding job up there. Give them some love. Their product is outstanding. They continue to expand their product line out of their Utah offices. So tallslimtees.com, code volleyball, get you 10%. Go ahead and do it. Congratulations once again to Trevor Crabb and Reed Pretty, Manhattan Beach Open champions. They will be connected for the rest of their lives. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. It's awesome. Two competitors get together and get it done. Thanks, Reed, for calling in. I'm sure at some point we'll talk to Trevor and we'll have some information from him. But outstanding, outstanding result. Congratulations to the Canadians as well. Sarah Pavin and Melissa Humana Paredes. They are Manhattan Open winners also. We'll see you from Chicago. Ten days.